I'm Katie Dahl, and this is Crying Behind Sunglasses, a mental health podcast for cool people. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for therapy or medical advice. Shockingly, I know, but I'm not a doctor. I'm just a person who is very passionate about your mental health. Today's episode, I'm super stoked about because we have the one, the only, Eat It Katie uh, who I know personally as Katie Molinaro. Uh, she talks about channeling her anger through comedy, why working for yourself is so empowering, and how she tricks her brain into only having good days. No more bad days. Wow. Um, if you want to know more about anything that we talk about in this episode, um, you can go to the episode guide on cryingbehindpod.com or just random links to things that I find interesting as well. We're on Instagram at cryingbehindpod. The private Facebook support group is facebook.com slash group slash cryingbehindpod. Also, quick disclaimer, this episode was recorded uh, in the middle of November, right after the election. So uh, if there are any references that seem slightly dated, that's why. And grab some of your snacks because Katie talks about so many different delicious foods in this episode, you might get a little bit hungry. All right. We have the one, the only, Eat It Katie, uh, also known as Katie Molinaro, but she now has over a million followers on TikTok. She makes hysterical food content, and um, we had a really great chat. Today, I am really excited about my guest. She is another Katie, Katie Molinaro. Uh, we know each other through the back theater, but you may know her from TikTok as Eat It Katie. Uh, she's also been on Nickelodeon, on Ricky, Nikki, Dicky, and Dawn, and on Loosely Exactly Nicole. Welcome, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm just relieved to finally be talking to another Katie on the show. You know, it's just... Yeah, it's been too long since you've <laughs> talked to a Katie. I'm just assuming. I don't know. I don't know who you talked to. It has been too long, actually. You know, I need more Katie in my life. Um, how are you doing today? Uh, today, great. I feel like I had a lot of work to do the past couple of days, and today's the first day I really didn't have to do anything. So mm -hmm. I didn't know where to be. I was supposed to go to a lunch today, but I canceled it because I was like, I'm going to be selfish. I need self-care, a lot of self-care during this time. Yes, yes. Well, and during this time, meaning like uh, you decompressing from work or just like COVID or everything. stress. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when when Biden got elected, I felt like a weight had been lifted off of me uh -huh. that was there for four years. And I was like, ah, but then I had to tape an audition. I was like, ah, oh, I, all right, before I can really decompress, I need to do this work. And now, now I feel like I can finally decompress, but then of course I, I'm getting a work call right now. And I'm like, Ugh, 
No. <laughs> is it a restaurant calling you, telling you that they need you to eat their food? No, it's another TikToker. Oh. Shout out to the Magic Crasher. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck is a Magic Crasher? The Magic Crasher on TikTok. I... I'm very ashamed to admit, and maybe I just need to learn your ways. I joined TikTok and I posted one video on Halloween and that's been about it. And I don't really, I can't tell if I'm a boomer. I just don't get it. But I didn't get it at first. I mean, actually, I was going to ask you, this is really interesting to me because you started on TikTok like in 2019. So you were ahead of the curve, right? Yes. And Speaking of mental health, like I feel like TikTok really exploded at the beginning of the pandemic, maybe because I'm assuming because people were lonely and bored and had low attention spans. But I don't know. What do you think was the psychology behind why everyone suddenly wanted to be on TikTok? No, that's exactly it. I had like uh, 40,000 followers when the pandemic started and then it went to 80 and then a hundred. It, it started growing so fast when the pandemic started. I think it's just because everyone else got on TikTok. But then it also became more competitive. Oh, okay. But I feel like you have the upper hand because you're a comedian. You're not just some random person who's like, oh, I think I'm funny and I have a phone. That is true. But <laughs> they really gravitate towards like done media production, but was a teacher full time or like, there are nurses full time who have like 3 million followers. So yeah, it's like a lot of real people, quote unquote. A lot of real people. <gasps> Don't you hate that? I mean, because like, we're both yeah. actors and they're all, sometimes they'll put out a casting and they're like, we're only looking for real people, no actors. Are we not real people also? We're not. We're not allowed to have political opinions either. Oh, well, we got plenty, or at least I do. same Same. you know what happened to me the other day that was so weird uh like right after it was announced that biden had won i um god i'm so bougie this is gonna make me sound so bougie i had a massage (laughs) and i was finished with the massage self-care and this lady that's good thank you i need to know where to go let me know i will go i will i will i'm not going back to this lady i'm about to tell you oh She did a great job. And I was like, oh, this is so nice. Like, I never give myself a massage. Maybe I have finally someone I can go to because I'm kind of a baby. I don't like people like hurting me. Anyway, I finished massage. I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at my phone so much. I just like my phone's blowing up because five and one and I'm excited. And I looked at her. I listened to her response, like everything on her face just showed me she voted for Trump for sure, which is fine. <gasps> you know, whatever. It's not fine. But like, I'm not going to immediately hate you, you know, live and let live. Um, yeah. And so then I went to pay and I finished paying and she was like, well, congrats on your win. Ah, your win, she said to me. Ew. (laughs) So you were saying that after the election, you felt like there was a weight lifted. Was there like a lot of um, like anxiety or stress or weird feelings that like suddenly changed for you? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't sleep for weeks, it felt. Just, uh, I couldn't even imagine another four years of Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, me neither. It's, I, I'm, I'm glad that we don't have to imagine that anymore. <laughs> I know. I'm excited to just like chill and drink wine tonight. <laughs> yes, yes. Before we started this call, you were saying how like, which by the way, guys, other than the food content, she did a lot of uh, investigations into um, 
Chuck E. Cheese. I did on TikTok. this year. Yeah, that was that was a crazy jump in followers. Oh, that's when I went from 80k to 400k overnight. That was crazy. <laughs> How did that feel? Like, was that like? Because it's just numbers on screen. It's not like you have 400,000 people standing in front of you to represent. Like, oh, these are how many people exist. But was <laughs> like when you woke up and saw that number, did you feel any different that day? I definitely felt it felt overwhelming because I had a lot of people who were fine who were like. I love you. Like respond, like they go respond or, or, or I won't breathe. I won't breathe until you respond. What? Oh yeah. All my comments are like, I won't breathe until you respond. Oh my God. I'll literally die. If you, if you talk to me, I love, I love you so much. I get like, I went from having no one watch my shit. Well, like people were watching it, but it was like, you know, 20 comments, like 400 comments and people like, like, it was just crazy. So they say, I can't breathe until you talk to me. That's so much pressure. Like It's I- a lot of pressure. Yeah. Yeah. What did someone... Oh, yeah. And then people... Someone was like, my dog died and it's my birthday. Say hello. So they do that. They do that all the time. So there's a lot of pressure for me to respond. That is very demanding of people. Don't they realize that you also have a life and your own stress that you're dealing with? And, and yeah. That? Oh, yeah. And when I was live today, since it's, this is a podcast about crying behind sunglasses, yes. they, were all, they were all like, you look high. Are you tired? Are you exhausted? You look really tired. I'm like, yeah, I am high. I'm fucking exhausted. I didn't say that. But I was like, give me a break. Yeah. Well, this, and that's got to take a toll on you to hear that all the time when you're just like, I'm existing, you know, I'm just a normal person. I'm human. You can't like look perfectly alert or whatever way they want you to look all the time. Yeah. I mean, for the record, I think you look great. I'm into Thank the hair. You. I'm into the hair. But I'm like, do you have to like make me have all this self-doubt? These kids. Sometimes I'm like. <laughs> What's the thought? What do you want to tell them? What do I want to tell them? Yeah. Like all these kids who are They'll like. They'll grow out of it. They'll yeah, grow out of it. They'll grow out of it. They're young. I can't be too mad at them. I was a troll when I was a kid and I still am. I'll still troll people yeah, I mean, on the internet. You're like a professional troll. Yeah. Like you're just like, oh, I'm going to take like a head of lettuce and squirt a bunch of like. When I remember, so you took the head of lettuce and you scored a bunch of uh, ranch on it in the car and ate it. And it's funny because I've been watching you do comedy bits for years. You know, I saw you do stuff at the pack at Speedface and whatever. So I know I'm like, yeah, Katie's doing this to piss people off. She's not doing this <laughs> because this is how she actually eats lunch. Okay. <laughs> but like the internet doesn't know that and everyone takes it so seriously. And they're like, this is the whitest shit I've ever seen. And they're all mad. Like, yeah. <laughs> That was a very polarizing post. Seven million people watched that and half the comments were like, I love the rest. Can I have the recipe? And the other half was like, wait, do you really like that? (laughs) It's just funny because it's like some people just can't take a joke, I guess. Right. Yeah. A lot of people were in on it, though. That's good. That was pretty fun. (laughs) Um, Have you been like... I would, I was going to ask you, what is the craziest, like, since this whole TikTok thing has happened, what, 
What is the craziest situation you have found yourself in food wise? Uh, whether that's a food item that you've had to eat or like a video you've been asked to film. What What's the weirdest moment you've had so far? <laughs> oh, oh, um, there was the cookie company in. Um, so this cookie company in uh, West Hollywood or this bakery, I should say, not a cookie company. It's called Don't Touch My Cookies. Mm-hmm. I-, I showed up and they said they had a surprise for me. And they came out with a like a bag made out of lettuce and inside were the cookies and they <laughs> pulled them out. And then um, the baker's grandmother or mother came out and started speaking in Spanish, something about lettuce and then handed me a, um, a lettuce and ranch cookie sandwich. <laughs> so that was definitely the weirdest thing I've had to eat because it was like chocolate chip cookies with lettuce and ranch on the inside. And it was kind of gross, but they were not offended. I was like, I'm excited to try your cookies. This is gross. <laughs> Did they all? That's so strange. Like, I mean, I get that they're trying to pay homage to your famous video, but like, couldn't they have made a green cookie that looked like lettuce and like put some white frosting on it? It was very funny. I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed all of it. And I, I'm going to post that video. I edit it. It sounds funny. I saw the one that was like uh, the girl who makes the cakes that look like real things. And it was like lettuce lettuce cake. Yes. That was fun. No, that's it's like this whole trend of having food that looks like something, but it's actually another thing. Yeah, that was fun. It was actually an Oreo cake on the inside. So it's actually pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but it was funny because you were upset about it. You're like, I only wanted this to be lettuce. I just wanted it. Tasted weird because the first bite tasted like lettuce because it was lettuce. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Before you've told me that um, to channel your OCD or anything else that you're going through, that it really helps you to focus on creating all this food content. Can you tell me more about that? Like. How have you been able to use either comedy or these food things as a tool to either distract you from mental health stuff or help you with it? Well, I've noticed that I am not depressed when I'm creating content, but then the second I stop, I uh, suddenly get kind of sad. So I need to figure out like how to not feel guilty when I take breaks. Mm hmm. Like... I, all I want to do is just turn my phone off tonight and not look at my computer or anything, but I'm going to feel obligated to like post and do stories and eat like when I order the food and, you know, it's hard to find the balance. It really is. Yeah. Well, cause you're deriving a lot of your, your joy or your distraction from this thing, but you also want to be able to take a break from it. So it's like, yeah. I guess you have to find something else that is not related to the food and the work that um, can distract from the de- depression. I don't know. Yeah. That, you know, maybe, maybe a warm bath. I take baths every night. I love baths. Every I'm a night? Bath queen. Every single night. I know it's a water waste, but every night I take a bath. Sometimes twice I take a bath. Wow. I mean, I wasn't judging you at all. I was more amazed, honestly. I wish I was on that level. I've, I've become more of a bath person recently. Um, I'm getting into it. It's like you're giving yourself a big warm hug. Yeah. No, I need a bath. I need a bathtub in every house I have for the rest of my life. Like, 
a nice one. I made, I like, I went, I rented a cabin a couple months ago and I, there were rooms with bathtubs and I like completely blew it. I don't know what I was thinking. What do you mean you blew it? I blew it by getting a room without a bathtub. Oh yeah. That's, that's not a good idea. If you're on vacation is the best time to take a bath. Yeah. Or to go into a hot tub or that kind of thing. Usually when I search for a hot, uh, for, um, when I search for an Airbnb, I like to put the hot tub filter on when I'm searching mm. so that I only see places that have hot tubs in it. And then I know that is very important what I'm in for. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you been able to get away at all during um, this year? Yes. Uh, I got away. I went to Virginia for two months. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I took some weekend trips out of town. California trips. Mm-hmm. Was it and uh, was it nice to be back home with your uh, with your mom and everything? Yeah, that was really nice. Yeah, she. What does she think of all the food stuff? Is she super into? I saw her in a few of your videos or helping you out. Oh yeah, no, she she loves. I mean, she thinks it's great because I don't know. It doesn't feel like work. I don't feel like I'm ever working. Well, that's okay. beautiful. Yeah. You just feel like you're just like, oh, I'm just fucking around. I'm having fun eating. Yeah. And if there's something that makes me upset or uh, annoyed, I will not do that thing again. Yeah. That's a good motto. <laughs> right. Yeah. What do you mean is something that makes you upset or annoyed? Like um, like a person that you have to work with or like something? That well, you yeah. If I'm, if I'm like working with... Uh, I don't know. This might be too much information, but it's like if I'm working with a company or like a brand I had a horrible experience with, I just won't do that again. So it's like I'll never have a horrible job for a long time. Yeah, because you you work for yourself and you just have yeah. like a bunch of different people that you work with, and I can choose who I work for. Look or, at you. Yeah, that's so fun. That's so empowering too. And I find that like. There's such a different mindset of being an employee somewhere where you're constantly like at their mercy. And never again, never again, never again, never again. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't like being someone's employee either. I mean, I started freelancing, God, I guess about five years ago. And like, it doesn't really work for me. Like I've tried a few times since then to do like a nine to five situation because I do video editing. And so occasionally I'll get recommended for something and it never lasts longer than a few months because I'm always just at the end of the day, I'm like, eh, I have my own projects I'd rather be doing. I don't yeah. like, I don't like having to put up with like if someone is an asshole to me, I don't like having to pretend to be nice to them when I really would rather not. Yeah. So with the with your depression, if you are comfortable talking about it, is that mm-hmm. something that you have always been experiencing like since you were a little kid? Or was there a certain period of your life that things changed for you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I always, I always suffered from depression growing up, mm-hmm. but and would channel it in ways like anger. I always had like anger management issues, but that comes out with my comedy. I like to scream a lot. I like to get mad a lot because that's how I channel that energy. That makes sense. Yeah, that's that's good. I feel like I don't channel my anger enough. I feel like I just keep it inside. Uh, <laughs> uh, you gotta, you gotta rage. You gotta scream. 
And you gotta, if someone is saying, and this is for anyone, if someone is making you feel bad, tell them and be mean about it. Tell them and be mean about it. What? No, you don't have to be mean about it. <laughs> stand up for yourself. Stand up for yourself. Don't no. be afraid to stand up for yourself. No, I've always liked that about you is that you're not afraid to just come out and tell it like it is. You know, like you're not going to sugarcoat it. Um, like if, if someone does something that you don't like, you're going to you're going to call them out on their bullshit. And I appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> no, just, I really do, because I feel like um, I mean, I, even though I'm from L.A., I spent a few years in New York when I went to college and I really like people in New York because I feel like they're just more straight up with you. Like if they don't like you, they're just going to say it. And yeah, uh, there's an honesty in that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I feel like in LA, it's like, oh, if, um, if I don't like you, I'm still going to be fake nice to you because I'm not sure if maybe at some point you're going to give me a job (sighs) or some bullshit like that. Right. Yeah. It's a bummer because you kind of have to be nice to people you don't even like. It is. It is. But then I guess you could just go home and like do your rage thing, you know? What? So what is something, if someone doesn't do comedy, yeah. like what's a good way to let out rage? That's like oh. not just yelling at people. Would it be like punching pillows or like? Probably like playing video games. Okay. Like people say that video games incite violence, but I feel like it's a good way to let off steam. I agree. Let off that anger, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Shoot shoot some hookers. Go for it. (laughs) Shoot some hookers. Kill some pirates. Go. Yeah. It's all fake. I actually played um, Zelda. (laughs) I played Zelda Breath of the Wild for the first time ever last night. Oh, that sounds fun. I've only, I've only gotten up to Ocarina of Time. Okay. I'm like completely not a gamer. Um, my boyfriend is though, so he's kind of like getting me into it. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. And I was like, I'll just play for an hour. And then like three hours later, I was like, oh, it's one in the morning. I guess I should go to sleep. So, you know, it was very relaxing. I was like, oh, okay, I'm just like walking around in this big nature place. Everything's very bright. It almost feels like I'm on shrooms, even though I'm not on drugs right now at all. <laughs> hey, so if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you want to improve your life. You want to feel less alone. You might want some help with that. I know for me, therapy has been the single biggest tool in my battle against anxiety and panic disorder. When I feel like I'm in that deep, dark place, I just remember some little words of encouragement that my therapist gave me or some tips on how to breathe better. And it really helps me pull myself out of it. So I wanted to find a sponsor that could offer therapy for all of you so you can also live your best lives. And I'm really excited to share that BetterHelp is partnering with this podcast. Now, what the heck is BetterHelp? Well, in case you've been living under a rock, BetterHelp is the best place to seek out online counseling. You take a quiz that asks you all kinds of things, what you're going through, what kind of therapy you're looking for, what you hope to achieve, even how you want to talk to someone. You can talk text, uh, send them messages at pretty much any time of the day. It's pretty great. And you don't even have to be on a video if you don't want to. If you'd rather not do your hair for your therapy, 
you don't have to. Anyway, so this quiz asks you all kinds of things, and then they match you with a qualified real therapist, not a robot, within 24 hours. Way better than coming through a million listings online and calling all these numbers who don't call you back. So I really feel like if you're dealing with your mental health, a huge thing that you can do for yourself is talk to someone. So go to betterhelp.com slash crying behind pod to get 10% off your first month. And there are also other financial aid options available. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash crying behind pod. There's something that I feel like you and I both go through and it's so different this year is the whole audition process and how like the Hollywood has been kind of shut down during COVID. I found that when COVID started and um, it was the first time in my life that I had gone that long without having to go to an audition in person, you know, and I found that it was really good for my mental health because I felt like going to those auditions over and over again. I mean, you're not going to book everyone and it's a lot of rejection, you know, and a lot of judgment of myself. Um, and I felt like it was nice to just take a break from that for a little while. Um, yeah, the self tape is much better, especially for commercial auditions, because who needs to go there for a first call to eat a fake cheeseburger? Yeah. Who needs to drive two hours to Santa Monica to, you know, to pretend to eat some chips and smile at your fake kids and then drive two hours back? When you can do that at home. Yeah. I, I did, yeah, I think it's, it, it does feel a little awkward doing it at home because I'm like, oh, I don't have anyone to react to me. But at the same time, the convenience factor is great. And also like just not having to, um, deal with all like sitting in the waiting room with all the other actors sizing each other up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's so much better. <laughs> was it, was it liberating for you? Cause you have blue hair now. So obviously like, were you keeping your hair a certain color in order to like fit into a Hollywood thing or. I was. You know? And then, uh, the second I dyed it blue, I feel like I, my videos were doing better on TikTok, but I also just felt more like myself. You felt more like blue. yourself. Yeah. With blue hair. I know you dyed your hair purple recently, right? Uh, yes. I, well, I didn't really commit to it. I just did like a, uh, what do you call, um, the overtone? Yes. I did an overtone for, and it only lasted for a few weeks and it rubbed off on every single piece of my clothing. So <gasps> oh, I won't, no. I won't do it again, but <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. Yeah. Um, have you always wanted to have the blue hair? Is that like something that was a dream? Always. I always wanted to dye my hair fun colors, especially blue. Um, but I was always afraid to because of jobs, but I just got blue headshots and now I go out for different kinds of roles. So that's fun. Yeah. Like the quirky girl or. Yeah. And then they were like, they just asked, uh, so I noticed your hair is blue. Would you be willing to dye it? I'm like, yeah, great. That's super chill. Yeah. And that's also what wigs are for, right? Yeah. But also that's why I kept the, I, I changed it. So the roots are uh, brown. So oh, I can, you can so just, I can just dye the whole thing if I need a quick. Gotta dye my hair fast. Yeah, yeah. No, I've been kind of like on the dark brown train literally my whole life. I've I've worn blonde wigs, and I feel like whenever I do, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> um. 
But I, I, I secretly, I think if I wasn't an actor, I'd be covered in tattoos and I would have weird colored hair. So that'd be fun. I don't know. I have a few tattoos, but I feel like I would probably have like a sleeve. Like I was an emo kid in high school and I had black eyeliner and everything. And I really like, I loved tattoos and it's just weird to think of those like alter egos that we have that we kind of suppress in order to fit in to whatever society wants us to be. It's true. Yeah. But now you're just, sorry, what? Now I'm just myself. I used to dress in like J crew and like Sperry's. You know, Banana Republic. When was that? That was like, I don't know, like 2008, like right out of college. Because I taught taught pre-K and kindergarten. So I felt, and I, I was at Georgetown Day School. I was teaching drama in the after school program. So I felt like I needed to dress kind of preppy. So I just kind of did. Uh-huh. I had no and idea that you were a teacher. This is a new fun fact about Katie Monaro. I did not know. I was a teacher, yes, for like six years after school program, um, drama and some music, substitute teacher too. How old were most of the kids? You said they were kindergartners? Kid, uh, pre-K and kindergarten I did mostly because they really liked me. The kids really liked me. I don't know why. Um <laughs> And then I would sub for like all kinds of grades. The 12 year olds though, I like, I sometimes did sixth grade uh-huh. and those kids were like so entitled. Sorry, Georgetown day school. It's been a while since I worked there. I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> those kids were so entitled. Ugh. So it was like a rich area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, you were teaching, so you were teaching mostly drama to them. What kind of, I mean, what kind of theater games can you even play with such young kids? Like, uh, you know, Duck, Duck, Goose. Mm-hmm. Stupid games like that. <laughs> it wasn't mm-hmm. really like anything. I don't even remember. It's like, it's almost like I blocked those years out of my memory. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I mean, I was trying to think. One of my first jobs, actually, my first job was I was a camp counselor at a day camp. And the girls that were in my group were all like seven year olds and they worshiped me for whatever reason. I don't know. Cause I guess, um, I was really into like, they would do a lot of different themes at the camp and I would mm-hmm. like to dress up in costumes and make up songs for them and oh yeah, do all that kind of stuff. They like songs and dances and s- stuff like that. And that's what you just, it's drama, creative learning. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like what, what, what we do now, and especially what you're doing now, it's like you get to just be a big kid. You're just making up stuff all day and like messing around. Yeah. My apartment shows that. It's like I have to throw away a bunch of stuff today. <laughs> Why? What do you have that you have to throw away? Just like a lot of collectibles? Just like people send me food and drinks and stuff. And like if I don't like the thing, I feel bad because I don't want to throw throw stuff away but sometimes I just have to say goodbye mm-hmm. yeah no I understand I mean the thing is you've only got so much square footage it's not like you have an extra storage container for all of your fan mail or wish I did wish I did you know what let's let's uh, manifest that for you in 2021 I want them to make me fan art so I can put it on the wall but I'm also getting the uh, a mural painted on this wall so oh yeah Oh, yeah. What kind of mural? 
I hired very gay paints. I've heard of them. I have a few friends that have used them. That's cool. So it'll be like, just kind of like modern abstract type of situation. Yes. I'm into that. I think that um, sprucing up your living space is something that can really help with like depression. Depression. Yes. Big time. I find that like, for me, I really like having bright colors around like, you know, me too. Yeah, like this, these blue curtains or like I have this rainbow colored rug, things like that. I got, a rain, I got a rainbow rug. Did you get the same one, the ruggable? No, no. So mine, well, I have my, I'm on my desktop, so you can't really see. I'll have to, I can't lift my desktop to show you. <laughs> I'll send you a picture. That's too bad. That's too bad. <laughs> Mine's not an actual like, like arced rainbow. It's just like a million different colors in like a geometric uh, pattern, if that makes sense. I like it. Uh, but yeah, I think that like sprucing up your living space is something you can really do. And, um, I, as I recently moved, it's like, oh, okay. Like I've noticed because I had my apartment, it was so dialed in and it was so perfect and everything's clean and perfect. And then now not to be too woo woo, but I think I do believe in astrology a little bit because I'm a cancer and like, that's a sign of like the home. And I find that if my house isn't like dialed in the right way, it's so hard for me to relax. (laughs) I wish I was that way. I, uh, I can live in like, there's boxes everywhere. I'm just like, mm-hmm. see the grass is always greener because for me, like, you know, I would love to be, be like a little bit more relaxed and like a little bit less of a Monica about everything, you know, that'd be a Phoebe. <laughs> You're a Phoebe. I I don't know. I, I maybe. Oh, okay. you think yeah, that I need to have more Phoebe in me? Yeah. I'm probably a Phoebe. I think so. I mean, yeah. I mean, she is very quirky and weird and makes up songs about cats. No okay. one no one really knows what she does for a living. Like, I think she was a massage therapist, but like... Oh, yeah. She never really had a job. Surrogate mother. Oh, that's right. She was. Wow. Mm-hmm. You're a fan of the show Friends, I take it. <laughs> I've seen every episode, I believe. Did you watch it like every night or sorry, every week when it was actually on the air or did you watch it later? I did. I did when it was uh, on with Seinfeld and the Simpsons. Well, you and I were watching the same thing at the same time then. That's so. That block was good. That was good television. Thursday nights. That was a, that was a moment in history. And now it's like, it's good that there's so much more content out there, but at the same time, there's not that same collective experience of like, When there were so few choices, everyone was watching the same thing at the same time. Yeah, it's not happening anymore. Yeah. So much. <laughs> do you have any sort of like daily, other than your baths, which are enviable, do you have any sort of like daily self-care routine or something that you do to like when you wake up in the morning? What's your morning routine? Or do you I have get, one? I get asked that a lot on TikTok. Um, I always go to my Nespresso and make my coffee. But if I run out of coffee, I go to the drive through Starbucks down the street, uh, which sometimes I get like excited when I've run out of Nespresso. I'm like, ooh, I get to go to Starbucks today. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't go very often just when I'm out of coffee. Yeah. It's like a special field trip. Yeah. What's they your, what's your go-to Starbucks order? Now it's, uh, I don't usually do this only around the holidays. I do the toasted white mocha, but now they have oat milk. So, oh, they do. That's a game changer. That is a game changer. That's exciting. Because I'm lactose intolerant. So like, I'm all about all the different weird 
vegan and oh, yeah. non- non-dairy milks that are out there. Uh, I'm not, but I do enjoy an oat milk. Yeah. Lots. It's very rich. Yeah. It's thick. like, yeah, it's thick with like two C's. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. I would say my main Starbucks order that I've been doing lately is I really love their matcha lattes, which I know are not coffee, but I just like the way they taste. And uh, I do too. They're good. Yeah. They're good. Yeah. I also found that ca- the, I quit caffeine a few years ago. And like, I know like I, the only kind of caffeine that I can kind of handle is in green tea or something like that. So yeah. I found that to be a little bit better. So there's something I like to ask all my guests when they come on here, um, which is a segment that I like to call hot tips, hot tips, hot tips, hot tips. When you're having a shitty day, like if, for example, you post a TikTok and doesn't get as many views as you wanted, or you got a lot of haters or something, or your your cat decides to shit outside of the litter box. I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> something bad happens, right? You're feeling depressed. What is... Um, some sort of life hack that you do that can change your mood around, whether that is a food or music or um, some sort of, I don't know, self-care thing that you do for yourself? Uh, you know what? It sounds weird to say, but I don't really have bad days anymore because I don't let one thing in my day affect my entire day. Like if I wake up and like something shitty happens, I'm like, oh, well, I'm, I'll, I'll go get a cheeseburger. Like I'm in control of my own feelings and how I am going to enjoy my day. So I'm always going to do something for myself. Uh, and lots of marijuana. Those two things are great. I, lots of that. I am so, um, I'm, I'm in awe of your attitude because I haven't gotten there yet. I will often like get thrown off, you know, by stuff yeah, and have it ruined. How did you get to that point? Because it, it feels like that would be something that you would have to learn over time. Definitely, right? Yeah. I mean, there have been, I, I'm thinking back to like, so like 2015, 2000, 2016, there were days where I remember like, I just didn't want to get out of bed for two days or I'd be like, ah, oh, today sucks. Today sucks. I'll just restart today. I'll just restart tomorrow. Tomorrow will be a good day. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wait, why can't I just like have my good day start now? Why does that start tomorrow? So I don't know. It's just, it's just so much easier for me now to be just choose to be happy. Mm Mm-hmm. Was there like a specific event or like therapy or anything like that changed it for you? Or was it just something internal that was like gradual over time? It was just something that I taught myself to do over time. Cause I was like, how do these, how to just like, I need to do, I needed to change something. And I've always been really into self-care and meditation and yoga, yoga, yoga and working out consistently and you you know you do yoga and mm-hmm. stuff like that that helps a lot I have a consistent workout schedule I go on zoom I do I do bar classes um yeah wow just trying not to let stuff affect me that's great no I love that attitude because I think it is very easy to be like yeah well I feel shitty you know what I'm just gonna let myself feel shitty the rest of the day 
And sometimes you need that. But at the same, but at the same time, it's also like, oh, why can't tomorrow start now? (laughs) Yeah. Like some days I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm just going to take an edible and like chill. But Uh it still feels like a good day to me because at the end of the day, I just take pictures of food and I eat the food and that's my job. I edit some photos when I'm on the toilet. Like that's my job. I mean, that's fun. (laughs) <laughs> it's fun. It's not great. always on the toilet, but you know. I mean, you know, I think mo- most people use their phone on the toilet. I remember the other day I was Googling. I was like, why does it take so long for men to poop? You know, I feel like they're always in the, they're, they're forever. And I Googled and most of the articles were like, well, they're not actually pooping that whole time. They're just on their phones or reading. Fair. Yeah. It's to comfortable. Me- to you so you find it to be comfortable i don't i'm like i get in i get out i'm done like i don't want to sit there yeah i hear you but maybe that's my problem maybe i should be sitting there maybe you don't have ibs and you if you had ibs you'd be sitting there oh okay is that is that a problem that you have (laughs) that is a problem i have okay i am sorry for you that i've heard that it is very uncomfortable and tough well, to deal it's with. I, it's because I drink alcohol often and uh, eat garbage at night. So I know why. Right. Like if you weren't doing those things, then it would be better. I'd probably have better uh, stomach. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. Listen, I didn't mean to get, this is not like a poop podcast. I did it. I, this is, I wasn't just, this wasn't. This a, is officially a poop co- podcast. Okay. I'm calling it. Wow. So this is the poop cast. Live from the poop cast with Katie Dahl and Katie Molinaro, we're here to talk to you about our bowel movements. It's a I don't know about podcast, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty regular today. Same, very same. A lot of lot of fiber over here, you know. Really, <laughs> really getting that going. Yes, you know. My acupuncturist asked me the other day about my bowel movements and I was like, girl, why do you need to know about that? Why are you asking me? But maybe, maybe that's part of the deal. Part of the deal. The acupuncturist. Come on. Pooping is normal. I know. I I don't do it. I don't do it. But for those, for those of those people out there who do choose to poop, it is a normal thing to do. We don't do it. We don't do it, but I heard it's normal. (laughs) Um, do you miss uh, being able to do like poop related or dumb things on stage? You know, like just dumb jokes and like just shock humor, all that stuff you used to do. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> you don't miss it at all. That's so. Funny. I don't. <laughs> if I never do another live show again, I'd be happy. <laughs> Okay. I mean, that, that sounds pretty liberating to me. <laughs> Thanks for being honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. So you like, you, you like being able to perform from the comfort of your own. Sketching. Yeah. I like, I like being able to perform, uh, in videos rather than live. I don't blame you. I mean, live theater is nerve wracking as hell. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. In LA, it always felt like a stepping stone to get on TV. And now I just, I just want to keep doing this. No, I, I hear you a hundred percent. 
I not to knock live theater. Like I love watching live theater. Like, I don't know. It's not for me anymore. Yeah. I don't like it as much. Yeah. I mean, it was for you for a while. You probably learned a lot from it. You know, yeah. you, 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 you cut your teeth and now you're ready to go do other things. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, I, I was on a sketch team for like two and a half years and then I quit and it wasn't like I did because I didn't like it. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, I've learned everything I can learn. Now I'm going to go out into the world. And I think the original reason why I quit was because I was raising money for my short film. And I just was like, what? Well, it was a while ago. But um, I just realized that like, okay, like I can't actually dedicate enough time to making films or acting if I'm doing this other live theater stuff. And so I had to just kind of reprioritize you know um yeah i will say i do miss a little bit of the energy of the live audience um just because that feedback is fun but as a performer or creator you do have a lot more control when you're putting things on video because you can do it over and over again make it perfect yeah you know i like editing it's fun what what do you like about the editing process well just like having it all come together and just the stuff that I can do to make myself laugh. I'm mm-hmm. always like, oh, because I'll make like five videos a day, mm-hmm. like a lot of videos. So is is your objective like to make yourself laugh and you know that if you're making yourself laugh, other people will find it funny? That's usually it. And, and then I'll pitch it to my friends, too. I'll be like, haha, what, what about this? And they're like, ha ha ha. You're so funny, Katie. You're the funniest person alive. <laughs> they do that. They all say that to you? Every single one. Wow. You have a lot of yes men around you. Yeah. <laughs> I do whatever I want. <laughs> no one tells me no. <laughs> they well, I mean, you can add me you can add me to the text chain if you want. I, I would love okay. to pre approve videos or, or thumbs up or thumbs down things, you know? Great. I'm into it. Or maybe should I start pitching because I'm a TikTok novice, right? Like I don't know anything. Yeah. But I, I feel like you probably have a lot of people asking you for advice. Should I send you something and be like, Katie, is this worth putting on TikTok? Yeah, do it. And then you'll be like, no, no, this is terrible. I might. Funny at all. You need to put more lettuce in it. More lettuce always. (laughs) Did you think? So I I feel like it must just go through phases, I guess. But the lettuce thing has hung on for a while. Did you realize how crazy that was going to be when you did it? No, it's hung on for a while. I know. I, I knew that video would go viral. I knew me making yeah. fun of it would, would go viral, but I didn't know that like people would want more of that. Right. Right. Because they would think like, okay, you got the one video, you make fun of it a few times and then you move on. But everyone's like, no, more lettuce content, please. Like, oh, more? Really? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was actually, when I was prepping for this interview, I was watching your TikTok and uh, it looks like you are pregnant with lettuce now. I am pregnant with lettuce. Yes, it's a lettuce. So we're going to have to find out what happens next. <laughs> Who's the lettuce daddy? Um, oh, it's uh, Shane Hartline plays the lettuce. Oh, there is. A sh- oh, I didn't realize there is going to be a lettuce daddy. Oh, yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's that's a third video in the series. It's incredible. Well, I like Shane a lot. Perfect. I'm sure that he'll do a great job. Yeah. Hopefully he is uh, a 
um, a doting father, you know, and uh, he's not like just going to abandon you and make you into a single lettuce mom. That would be you'll see. You'll see. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, by the time this comes out, it might all already be on the probably, internet. Probably, so probably. People can go back and watch. Um, so before we go, I would love to know um, if you have any last words of wisdom for anybody out there who's struggling with depression or anxiety or feeling lonely or just shitty in general, um, any last words of wisdom of how they can turn things around for themselves, maybe? Um, I guess if you ever feel like you're going into a negative place, just uh, your brain can do really amazing things if you trick it. <laughs> Yeah. Like no one else knows how you're feeling. So like this is this is the advice. No one else knows how you're feeling. So like why can't you just change how you're feeling cuz no one else has to know. It doesn't matter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get like, it. No, no one else even if you go to a therapist and you explain it to them, no one else is inside of your brain. You're the one who's in there. Yeah, therapy does not work on me cuz I'm too self-aware. <laughs> great so yeah it's true <laughs> I'm, I'm always like here's what i did but also i know why i did that and why i shouldn't do that again <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like oh yeah okay give us a hundred dollars and i'm like why did i do that i mean you could just write in your journal you know then you just yeah. self-therapy yourself or just like do a little it's just tiktok tiktok is your therapy it was disneyland but not anymore I remember that you had an annual pass and you used to go eat all the treats there. Yeah. Not anymore. RIP. I know. Oh, well, but it, it'll come back. Yeah. I'm going to go to downtown Disney this week. I think sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Such a busy week. Got to go to downtown Disney. I mean, it's a long drive and that is true. There's uh, a lot to do down there. I mean, I don't think of what my favorite thing is to eat at Disneyland. Um, oh, I used to love the Dole Whip. That stuff's mm -hmm. good. And like your name. Oh, well, my last name. Yeah, Doll. <laughs> yeah, but still. It's close, yeah. Doll Whip. Doll Whip. <laughs> oh, we got to make that a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then the, the giant uh, churros. Those are a classic. But a staple. A staple. What's your favorite thing to eat at Disneyland? I like the uh, I like the corn dog from the corn dog cart dipped in the pickle ranch, the dill pickle ranch. Ooh. Right. Okay. I was going to say, next time I go there, I'll get it. But, yeah. like, I don't even know when that would be. So, I know. Um, well, anyway, I really appreciate you coming on here. Yeah, and, it was great. Um, if people want to check you out, obviously, uh, they can find you on TikTok at Eat It Katie. Um, is there anything else that people should be looking out for in the Katie Molinaro universe? Um, just uh, hopefully I'll be on TV soon. Wink, wink. It's gonna happen. Yeah, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send, send a Not prayer, prayer up to the casting gods and make it happen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Katie. You're welcome. Have a lovely day. Now it's time for everyone's new favorite segment, wrong answers only, in which I take your questions, which you can send to me through. DM on uh, my Instagram or at crying behind pod um, or in our private Facebook group, et cetera, et cetera. 
I take those questions and I do my best to make your life better. Um, and in case you haven't heard this before, I give two different answers. I give the wrong answer and the right answer. And then after that, you can be the judge, whatever it is that you choose to do for, with your life, or you could throw it all away. So without further ado, our first question comes from bootleg317. Do you ever have the feeling where you're just a burden to people, especially when you're depressed? Wrong answer. I looked up the definition of burden and it says it's a load, typically a heavy one. So please don't make people carry your luggage at the airport if you can't even carry it yourself. Who are you, Mariah Carey? I'm sure when she arrives at LAX, she has like 10 Louis Vuitton suitcases all wheeled conveniently behind her and she doesn't even have to lift a finger. Shame. Correct answer. Yes, I have had this feeling a lot, especially in romantic relationships or in friendships when I'm going through a rough time. I was raised to be fiercely independent, sometimes to a fault. But I've learned that not only is it okay to ask for help, it actually strengthens my relationships and makes me feel better. People like to be of service and it can bring you closer together. If you bottle it all up, it'll only make you feel more alone. So let it out. Our next question comes from the one and only Erica Curry. Um, I love this question and this woman. Please listen to her podcast, Trashy Trashy. It is all the trashy news you can handle. Now, anyway, on to her question. She asks, how can I tell if something is a big deal versus a minor problem? This is so important and something that, especially if you have anxiety, it's difficult to differentiate. So let me help you out. Wrong answer. Everything is a big deal. The world is on fire and it's not okay. Panic. <sighs> Correct answer. So this is something that I stole from the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is a book that I highly recommend if you're trying to um, categorize and streamline your life and figure out your priorities. So something that I learned from that book that I still use to this day is the four different quadrants, um, urgent versus not urgent, important versus not important. So it's a, it's like a four square. And uh, in the top left corner, which is quadrant number one, is urgent and important. So number one, if it is urgent and important, then do it. Work that's due today or a family emergency, et cetera. In quadrant number two is important but not urgent. That's where you want to live. Planning, setting goals, exercising and relaxation, maintaining relationships. It's like you are oriented with your long-term goals. You're balanced. You're looking at the big picture and you're not bogged down by all of the small details. Um, quadrant number three is not important but urgent. So emails, interruptions, other people's problems. And if you're stuck in there, you don't want to be there. Don't put other people first. Set aside time to answer emails, but don't do it constantly. Let yourself focus on you. And finally, quadrant number four is things that are not important and not urgent at all, such as watching TV, scrolling through TikTok, <laughs> too much time off. I hesitate to criticize this quadrant of behaviors because I think it's good to turn off our brains sometimes, you know, but 
If these things are taking away time from things you would really rather be doing, then you have to take things back into your own hands. So basically, if it's not important and not urgent, then it's not a big deal. Hopefully that helps. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that this episode made you feel less alone or less weird about whatever you're going through lately. Some details are in the description, but please check out the episode guide on cryingbehindpod.com for a list of all the fun stuff and resources we talked about in this episode. Also, definitely be sure to check out Katie Molinaro, aka Eat It Katie, on TikTok and Instagram. She's blowing up because the food looks amazing most of the time or ridiculous, and it's super funny too. Twitter, Instagram, etc. are all at cryingbehindpod. I've been your host, Katie Dahl. Um, please subscribe, review, rate, or share this with a friend who might enjoy it or don't live your life. And if you want your question to be answered on my wrong answers only segment, feel free to DM me your questions about mental health, self-care, relationships, career stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I can answer them for you. Or if you prefer to be anonymous, then you just create a burner account and email cryingbehindpod at gmail.com. Next time you're sad, just throw on your sunglasses. Take a walk outside and remember, stay cool, stay present, stay sunny.